Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bibbins, on Twitter, at Bibbs Corner, at Bibbs Film for the movie stuff, and at MBibbs if you care about the rest of my life. I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, joined as always by my co-host, Reese Williams, at Mind of Reese on Twitter, Instagram, Black People Meet. And everywhere else you can find people online. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm a taken man now, brother. I'm not on the dating sites. You're right. He canceled the black people meet subscription. So you won't find him there. But you can find him on Instagram, YouTube, MySpace. Okay. That's 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 interesting. Um Reese, how you doing, man? <sighs> um, first of all, I didn't know you were plugging the personal pages now. That's different, but um I like to mix it up from time to time. I see, I see. You like to live on the edge a little bit. I respect it. Uh as for me, I'm doing good, you know. Uh nice little weekend going on. My Saints won today, but we not in the playoffs. It is what it is. I'm pretty sure you understand that sentence. Well, your team didn't win, but y'all not in the playoffs. Uh we in the same boat, you know. So, um uh I guess I'm doing okay, man. Nice little winning streak going on. Six-game winning streak. Uh, needless to say, that's not something we was expecting uh, when we were coming into the end of this week recording this episode. But, you know, here we are. I think I said three and one at best. I think so. so. I said I thought we could beat the Warriors, but what I, I think the Bulls is the one I thought we probably would lose, but... Luca and them boys had other plans. Um, I think mine was pretty pessimistic. I think I actually said one and three. Yeah. Hey, but they came out. They proved us wrong. They got it done. Uh, I think the Rockets game was without Luca and KP. Uh, we'll we'll breeze through them pretty quickly. Um, <clears throat> I was trying to think. Oh, you mentioned the the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I can't believe we let Big Ben slide up our backs one more time. Uh, before he, he he hung it up, so it is what it is, man. Like I don't have to look at that man no more after this after this year. So it is. What it, I'll take sick, I'll take man. what it is. Made me sick to see that man. I hate Big Ben, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's um, it was tough because Lamar didn't play the last few weeks. Uh, he's going into a contract situation. Maybe they didn't want to risk injury. I don't I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Lamar's contract. And uh, we'll see if we can get healthy next year and try to make another run because Lamar is special. We just got to – it'd be nice to have half our team not on the IR. Um, but, yeah, let's get to this basketball. <clears throat> so, first of all, Monday – I think Monday we played the Nuggets, right? Before the game, Jason Kidd announced that Luca and Jalen Brunson were going to be the starting backcourt going forward. Uh, did you have any initial thoughts about that? Um, I was kind of shocked, not too shocked. Uh, I wasn't really expecting the move to be made. I guess that's for me being so used to Rick and the way that he went about the rotations, but, um, it was nice. Another, um, another indication that Jason Kidd is open to change is open to trying new things. And if he sees something works, he implements it. That's what he's done. 
Uh, I've liked the Jalen Brunson and Luka backcourt so far. Uh, obviously, I'm not expecting it to propel us. Like, he's not about to be an all-star type thing. But right. uh, I think it works. Um, I always had my reservations about it defensively, especially since Jalen Brunson is undersized. But, you know, uh, to be honest, in this NBA, as long as you can uh, score the basketball back to – well, not back to back, but as long as you have the firepower to count or whatever the uh, other team is throwing at you, and you're good. And the way this team has been playing defensively, it works. Yeah, so I, I think technically, so with six-game win streak, I believe they started him the first time. Was it against OKC? Uh, so think, you're talking about with, when you say with started Luka and, him. Luka and Brunson together. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't think we've lost since that change has been made. Let's see. I think, I think Luca came was... back for the OKC game. I don't think he came back before the game before. Yeah, that. he did come back for the OKC game. Um, yes, Brunson did start that game. Okay, and Luca, that was that was Luca. Okay, so they haven't lost since they made made this change, and they played some good teams in that stretch. Um, I think I've seen a lot of engagement, like you said, on the defensive end from Luca and Brunson, like they're making the rotations that they're supposed to make in those situations. Uh, and as long as they're doing that, we're gonna be okay on the defensive end and then on the offensive end, as we've stated many times, it gives us another guy that can handle the ball and make something happen on his own besides Luca, which then means Luca can be rested at the end of games because he's not doing everything. Um, <clears throat> I personally, I, 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 I had my reservations as well. Uh, I think we started out with Tim Hardaway Jr. We moved to Reggie Bullock. And now kid has said, hey, we've seen it with a guy that's nothing but offense. We've seen it with a guy who's nothing but catch and shoot and uh, some defense. And now we're going to go with a ball handler. So uh, he seems to be married to the ball handler idea. I think Jalen was hooping while Luca was out, which also incentivizes us to do that. He's on a contract year. It makes sense for us to try to get the most out of him uh, and appease him because he probably wants to start <laughs> at some right. point in uh, time. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that we could have lost him on is if he wanted an opportunity to lead his own team. And so by putting him in the starting lineup, maybe you avoid having to even deal with that. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't see the whole him wanting to lead his own team thing as a scenario because I can't see any teams out there that would give him that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, there's only, and I think this is one thing I've seen on the timeline is people are looking at who's going to have cap space is like y'all are basing that on right now right like any team anything. can decide that they want him and make space right anything can happen and we don't know what trades are going to happen between now and then we don't know what teams are going to trade uh players for salary dumps like anything can happen between now and then and so again the, mo the more we do to protect our asset i'm cool with it. yeah the big difference between <laughs> last year and this year is last year you could have said Brunson can leave and go to a team where he'll have a bigger role, right. a better role, uh, a team like maybe uh, if he went to a Detroit and started next to Kate Cunningham, uh, that two-card uh, backcourt. But now, considering Jason Kidd is trusting him more, he has a longer leash than he did with Rick Carlisle, and he's starting now, that's not really the case. What team is he going to go to where his role is going to be significantly different than exactly. it is now with the Mavs? So uh, that's actually a good thing. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think him starting 
and them having faith in him has upped our chances a lot when it comes to retaining him this offseason. I would love to retain him this offseason. Uh, no, depending on the price tag. But, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, you definitely got to add that. But uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, no, I definitely, like you said, I feel better about it than I did before we made this move. Because, again, not saying it was a likely scenario, but it was a very possible scenario when he's coming off the bench if he feels like he can start. Every broadcast I listen to is saying this is a guy that can start in this league. We probably should start that guy right. on our team. And, you know, he's already got the relationships built in. So, again, with the incentivized, incentivize him to stay. Um, getting to the games. The Nuggets game, again, we mentioned Luka and Brunson started. Reggie Bullock came back and had a nice 15-point game, 5 for 11 from the field, 4 for 8 from 3. How you feeling about Reggie Bullock uh, this week? Uh, I was impressed with Reggie Bullock this week. It seemed like he getting back into a rhythm. Um, I mentioned on Twitter that I saw Mavs fans overreacting to him, uh, you know, having these good games and, you know, I'm not saying that and like I don't want to see these things. Obviously, right. I want to see him do well. And uh, as long as it's consistent, you know, uh, it has seemed to be consistent. Obviously, we're not going to get 15 to 14 points from him every night. That's not expected. But as long as the shot is falling when he's open and he's shooting it, uh, he has the confidence to let that thing go. Uh, <laughs> uh, as long as that's the case, um, I don't think – consistency on defense has ever been an issue from him right um i don't expect that to be the case moving forward especially the way the team has been playing defensively so as long as he's able to contribute on offense his shot is falling make teams respect him space the flow out uh open it up for everybody else then i'm all for it i'm not asking for much i was never asking for much yeah and here, here's the thing he signed a, a pretty sizable contract yeah. in the offseason all we're saying is do what you were paid to do or get out the way. So if you want to do what you paid to do, I have no complaints either. Simple Let it as fly. that. <laughs> Let it fly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was good. So we got the W over the Nuggets, obviously. Wednesday, huge night. We had the Warriors coming in. Uh, we had the Dirk retirement, jersey retirement ceremony. Uh, you and I made a special appearance on the Step Back Mavs premium live broadcast. Uh, we got to chat with some folks in there. Uh, we went live during the second half on the broadcast, which was interesting. Um, have fun with the game. Got a huge W, clamped up, Steph. Uh, how how'd you feel about that game? I was shocked. Um, <laughs> th this was the game where I said, where I think I started to realize we're a really good defensive team right now. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, I don't know if you remember, uh, some people may remember, around this time last season, the Mavs were playing really well defensively. Okay. Maybe not, they weren't playing this good defensively. Yeah, yeah. But they were playing really well defensively, and uh, I don't know. Maybe this, maybe it's a thing for them. Maybe they take <laughs> they take a while to get ramped up. But the way they're playing right now is beautiful to see on offense and defense. You know, the defense has been so surprising that people haven't really paid attention to the offense. But the way the ball moves on offense people having the confidence to put the ball on the floor more as opposed to it just being Luka. When guys touch the ball, they're swinging it back around to get the ball to him. The ball is moving and there's purpose to it as opposed right. to, you know, oh, man, we had to get the ball out of Luka's hands. Let's try to get it back to him. Right. No. Uh, so uh, this game, another game where we held the team 
under 100 points. One of the best, the best team in the league by records, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think they're top five in offense and defensive rating as well. Yeah. So well, they're not number one anymore. <laughs> I think and, Phoenix passed them, but they're tied pretty much. And this also wasn't a game where uh, Golden State was really missing a lot of people. They nope. they weren't. They didn't have a lot of COVID guys out. Didn't have a lot of injuries for the most part. They had most of their guys that they've had during the season. So we beat a healthy team without our second best player. So I think I, I think this was a. Uh, uh, the word is lost on me right now, but a signature win, yeah. a signature win for the season. This part of the season, Dalton set it on the stream. You know, this could be like one of those wins that's the turning point for like the a team. Springboard, yep. yeah. So uh, I think we saw that tonight as well. So you know, uh, great win. I was <laughs> extremely entertained, and shout yeah. out to Steph Curry for throwing the game. <laughs> he was throwing something. He was throwing up some bull um, <laughs> on the court. That was he looked like he had no energy at all. Um, but yeah, we 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 clamped up. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith in this game had 17 points and nine boards. And when you look at his box score, you see he he took seven threes and 15 field goals, which means most of his shots were not threes. Not being Finney-Smith not being limited to being a spot up shooter is a huge X factor for us. Facts. Uh, and we talked about it when we were talking about the time where Luca was out, where he was starting to put the ball on the floor more and attack the rim. If he's doing that, it adds another dimension that teams have to guard that they're not ready for. And we're seeing it with Josh Green too, when he's aggressive off the bounce. Like that's a part of our offense that hasn't been there. It's been a lot of Luca driving, Jalen Brunson driving, either uh, a lob to the, the big man up top or a kick it to the corner. The cutting action, the driving action from those shooters, that's a, that's a big change for us. Now, we've seen Maxie try to do it <laughs> to <laughs> little success, but if we, have guys, if we have guys that are consistently doing that type of thing, it's f- going to be frustrating for opponents to guard, and I think that's where our offense is really, really going to be unlocked. And I'm, I'm personally getting excited about it. I, I'm not going to say optimistic, Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I, I I have to agree. I am getting excited about the offense, about where uh, the direction the team is going, um, the potential of the guys on the team. I still want to really see some Frank minutes, but mm. it is what it is. Uh, mm. We got we got Josh Green. I'm not gonna get greedy. Uh, <laughs> I, I really want to see some Frank minutes, um, and I think this is a perfect time, like right around going into the All Star break where this team is getting confidence and going on a roll, especially on a run where we played Denver, Golden State, uh, and Chicago. And we walked away with wins. And it's like, to be honest, the schedule doesn't get much harder from here. So, and, oh, my God, what is the offense going to look like when KP comes back? So, man, I I don't want to get ahead of myself. That might be uh, something to think about. Um so in that game, at the very end, Luca twisted his ankle. Um, he missed the game on Friday, probably more precautionary than anything. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to Friday, I did want to mention the – well, you know what? I'll skip that. We'll come back to that. Don't worry about what I was about to talk about. Pretend I didn't uh, try to uh, set anything else up. Gotcha. So Friday we played the Rockets, and most people expected that to be a W, um, even without Luca and KP. 
Uh, Trey Burke came back in that game. We had another big career, a team win, and Josh Green went stupid. Absolutely. Career game. Uh, <laughs> well, his first career game of the week. <laughs> <laughs> his first career game of the week. Jalen Brunson wasn't even out there. You know, Jalen Brunson had a fantastic game. Jalen Brunson wasn't like, all right, I'm going to go out here. I'm going to get 20, you know, take all the scoring load. No, this was a team victory. Uh I literally wrote team win in my notes. Yes. Jalen Brunson (laughs) with 10 assists, shot 7 of 11 from the field, 10 Uh assists with two turnovers. Something we don't see often from Jalen Brunson, especially a guy who we've said on this podcast before is known for making bad decisions when it comes to playmaking. Maxi Kleber with 8 points and 11 rebounds. Brunson, like I said, with 10 assists, also had 15 points. Dorian Finney-Smith with 10 points, shot 4 for 5 from the field. Only one three-pointer made and only took two threes. Love to see it. He's scoring the ball without, you know, being relegated to just shooting threes. Uh, Another great Reggie Bullock game with 15 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Shot 50% from the field and 5 of 9 from 3. Dwight Powell with another good game. 15 points, 5 rebounds, 6 for 8. Josh Green, like we said, his first career night of the week. Uh, <laughs> and even Tim Hardaway Jr. with 19 and 7. Uh, Shannon Lil Brother with 9 points and 4 rebounds. Frankie Smokes with 7 points. And, man, look, I, I could run down that <laughs> I'm about to say the whole box score is, is sexy. Uh, everybody, did, everybody did something except Theo Penson, who only got 3 minutes. But... Um, <clears throat> it was it was a good game. It was a fun game. Uh, we we went out there and took care of business. And you can't ask of more from your team when your two stars are out uh, than to have everybody step up like that. You mentioned Josh Green. I don't think did you say seventeen points? Yeah, I, I think I didn't say his uh his whole stat line. I just said okay uh, career career night. Okay, so yeah, we had one, two, three, four, six guys in double figures, and then Shannon Brown with nine and Maxie with eight. Like. Uh, Frank seven, Burke seven. Like we 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 got a lot out of everybody. You mentioned Dwight Powell fifteen and five. Dwight Powell wasn't playing like this before the COVID. Marquise Crisp showed up and Dwight Powell said, "Oh, I should probably hoop." Yeah, yeah he's not been, about to take my spot. He's been hooping ever since. Like he's like, "Nah, I've been here too long to let this dude come off the street and take my job." And I'm not mad at him. Hey, Dwight, if you want to hoop, if you want to rebound, you want to suddenly start co- uh, converting on these lobs. I love you. Keep doing it, buddy. Please keep doing it. I'm not going to complain for one second. And then, you know, we have Marquise Chris there, so we can plug him in for a few minutes here and there. Get a nice hard dunk from him every now and then. He's still committing too many fouls. I was hoping he would settle in a little bit more, but um, we'll see if that comes with time. Uh, for now, we'll, we'll get there in a second, actually. I'm getting ahead of myself again. Uh, I don't think there was anything else to say about that one, so let's move forward. <clears throat> Saturday, Theo Pinson signed that second two-way. Um, when he came in that first game, he came out off the street hot, and he's been kind of cooled off since then. But he did enough. He was the only guy that we brought in uh, who played significant minutes and was eligible for that two-way spot. So that was the obvious signing, in my opinion. I'm not mad at it. Did you have any thoughts about it? Nah, I'm not mad at it. It is what it is. Uh expected so yeah and again with the two-way you're not expecting to bring a guy that's going to play 20 minutes like right it's a developmental spot 
like bring him in, get him in the system, and then you know by the end of the year we'll figure out if he's somebody that we want to keep around longer. As as, as deep as it gets. Um, <clears throat> so then today, of course, we already talked about it. The Bulls game, uh, they came in on a nine game winning streak. We came in on a five game winning streak. Luca came back off the ankle. Game was back and forth a good bit. I think the Bulls got out to a hot start. Levine and DeRozan were getting buckets. Vucevic was getting buckets at one stretch. It was looking kind of like that first game. But then in that second half, boy. Hey, look, second half Mavs looking kind of different. We we went stupid in that second half. We putting teams away. <laughs> and, Com- and Go ahead and say that last word you were about to say. I cut you off. Complete up. opposite of what we used to be. Exactly. I think uh, it was uh, refreshing to see us not linger. Like, usually we get in those situations and we end up in a back and forth who's going to win at the end type of scenario. But no, we went, we drove the, the drill in and and kept it there. We didn't pull out. You know what? <laughs> I heard it as soon as I said it. Um, oh, man. You know what? I'm going to keep it moving. Uh, keep it moving <clears throat> power through, power through. Uh, Josh Green, his second career high night of the week, had 18 tonight. He actually uh, was in there in garbage time and uh, – <laughs> Got a little greedy. He he uh, he had a one on three break and tried to get to the twenty. I I, I saw it in his eyes. <laughs> he had a Tim Hardaway Jr. moment. <laughs> uh, he blew the lay, but it's okay. Uh, we didn't need the twenty tonight. We'll get it another time. But sugar glider season, man, and we've been getting a lot of love for uh, being the first on the train. That's all we I'm saying. We definitely been getting a lot of love. A lot of people been showing us love for you know, uh, being the Josh Green stand podcast. You know, That's right. We've been rocking for the boy ever since uh, we started this thing, to be honest. So we're going to keep riding with him. Uh, I'm glad to see that he's prospering right now. Uh, and this is only the beginning. His ceiling is much higher than it. I'm not going to say much higher than this, but his ceiling is higher than this. Right. He can be so much more. Like uh, this, What he did tonight is could be a regular stat, like averages for him. Yes. And he, more did, assists, probably. he did not do it against a bad team. He did it against the Chicago Bulls. Just want to put that out there. That's the most important part. Facts. So, and here's here's the thing, like, uh, and I mentioned on the timeline that he was close to unlocking his full potential. There were still a couple moments where I saw him, like, defer when I didn't feel like he needed to. And, again, that's going to come with time. But tonight there were a lot of times where he was not hesitant at all on offense, whether it was driving, whether it was uh, cutting, whether it was moving to a different spot, whether it was taking a shot. He he didn't hesitate tonight. He didn't second guess himself. It was all instinct. And that's that's who he is. He's instinctually a smart player. He's going to tr- get to the right spots on offense, on defense. He's going to crash the boards at the right time all that stuff like his his he has the trust that he is right <laughs> it's the only thing that, that we're missing he has the trust in his instincts and uh man I'm, I'm excited to see where where this goes for him but there was a comparison i wanted to make off the bench if, if you don't mind unless you have something you want to add no go ahead so tonight off the bench tim hardaway jr josh green reggie bullock with a big three uh J- tim hardaway jr played 28 minutes Nine points, six boards, and assists, three steals, four for ten from the field, one for five from three. 
Josh played 22 and a half minutes, 18 points, twice as many, six boards, same, one assist, same, no steals for Josh, uh, but eight for 10 from the field, twice as many field goals made on the same attempts, one for one from three, didn't take five attempts to get his one three, efficiency. Uh, Reggie Bullock, 18 minutes. He had five points, two boards, two assists, uh, two for four from the field, one of three from three. Not quite of all cardio game, but it was a little good bit of cardio going on. Josh Green is impactful in his minutes. When he's on the court, you feel his presence. I honestly barely remember Reggie Bullock in the second half. And Tim Hardaway Jr. was in during a stretch where, for whatever reason, he was in there as the ball handler. And that was the only time during the game where I felt like our offense was stagnant. What are your thoughts? I I, I, I hate seeing – I get nervous when I see Timmy either bring the ball up or hold the ball for more than three seconds. Like the dude's about to do a goddamn isolation. And I saw it. I, I think it was in the fourth quarter, and Timmy got the ball on the right wing. And uh, he had a not a complete isolation, but a bit of an isolation. He had a one-on-one. Dude starts dribbling, loses the ball, and it's a goddamn turnover. And I'm like, bro, uh, that's not your role. That's not your role, brother. You, you don't need to dribble the ball. You try to make a little move. If nothing is there, keep it pushing. Or just swing the damn ball, you know? The reason Josh Green's minutes are impactful is because Josh Green isn't one-dimensional on offense. Obviously, you don't look at Josh Green as a shooter, but uh, I think he has a respectable jump shot as to where you just wouldn't leave him open and say, hey, let's sag off of this guy. Tim Hardaway Jr. is one-dimensional on offense. Granted, that one dimension can put you away at times, but when it's not hitting, he's not going to do much on offense. You aren't going to see Tim Hardaway Jr. making the correct cuts to the basket uh, when Luke is driving, you know, you're not going to see things like that. You're not going to see him, uh, swing the ball often, move the ball, swing the ball, find a different position on the court and try to get open. You're not going to see that Josh Green does those things. And that's why Josh Green is effective. That's why Josh Green was able to score the way he did along with playing well on defense and getting out in the fast break. You don't see things like that from Tim Hardaway Jr. So that's why Josh Green is more impactful. Uh, Granted, Tim Hardaway Jr. can be impactful, but Josh Green is more impactful than Tim Hardaway Jr. And that showed tonight, not just tonight, but in many games, but mainly tonight. And I'm hoping it becomes the norm. Uh, if he could string a few more of these together, I think it's going to be very hard to ignore that he needs to be the first guy off the bench instead of Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, and I'm again, I'm excited for, for that change. Um I think him and Maxi might be the main two as far as off-ball screens as well. And ones that aren't necessarily drawn up, like when he just notices he can get in the way, when a pass is coming to the other way, he does it. Um, or he'll point out, tell people, like, hey, go over here, I'm going to hit your man with the screen, like stuff like that. Like I try to pay attention to those little things. Uh, Frank does it as well as directing traffic. Like I, I, I like those kind of players. It's the type of things, again, you don't necessarily see it in the stat sheet. But it, it impacts the game in a tremendous way. So I'm excited for the, the Josh Green uh, ascent, if you will. And uh, there's going to be more to come. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it every, every moment of it. All hail the sugar glider, man. Come on. Sugar glider season. Y'all better, y'all better hop on this train while we still got some seats open. 
I'm excited, man. It, it feels good to see the potential start to pop for him. I need y'all to put the word out there that we back up. <laughs> Speaking of up, uh, the Sugar Glider had a couple of dunks tonight. Uh, a couple lobs on the fast break transition. How how you feel about the the the, the hops? One of these days, Josh Green gonna catch a body. <laughs> and when Josh Green catch a body, the timeline is gonna explode. I promise you, it's coming one day. It's gonna happen this season. Mm. He's gonna catch a body, and the timeline is gonna go nuts. Mm. I don't care who the, I don't care if it's Isaiah Thomas, a body. Or a body. <laughs> he might literally clear Isaiah Thomas. Like. <laughs> oh man, oh that's funny. All right, um, anything else we need to add, or should we go ahead and go into this break? Let's go into this break. All right, we'll be back after this message. The NFL playoffs are here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TBPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indianapolis, or PA only. New customers only. Minimum deposit of $5 and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we are back, folks. Uh, and in our middle segment today, there's no soapboxes to stand on. So we decided to have a little fun with it. Uh, let's get into the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, the, the fan vote is going on now, and they announced the first round of fan voting. Uh, in the West, Luca is in position to start in the All-Star Game right now, uh, alongside Steph Curry. In the backcourt, however, Ja Morant is within striking distance. So there is a possibility Luca could get passed up for that starting spot. I don't know how you feel about it. I personally would not mind. I don't care. You might notice I haven't gone out of my way to tweet about Luca going starting in the All-Star game. I don't think it's necessary. But At the end of the day, when it comes to the All-Star game, I mean, yes, sure, starting is cool, but you're either an All-Star or you're not. Facts. When they go back and look at your history, they're not going to say, oh, this person started in the All-Star game this many times. They're going to say you were an All-Star this many times. So exactly. It, it it really doesn't matter. I don't I don't really get worked up too much about the starting, not starting thing. Me either. But. Yeah. I yeah. haven't been yeah. on it at all. And then, like, the people that go out of their way to tweet for, like, the, the end of the bench guy. Not That's the end goofy. of the bench guy, but, like. Guys that you are probably going to be all stars, but not start. 
There's no way Carmelo Anthony should have any votes. Honestly. Clay Why Thompson Clay was Thompson like fifth come on, bro. in the West. Like, come on, son. He just touched the basketball for the first time tonight. Like, let's relax. Anyway, let's get to it. <clears throat> let's start in the East, actually. The East feels like it's easier for some reason. It, it kind um, of is. <clears throat> and I said, I, I, I proposed this to you. You sound like you were down with it. Uh, you name a guy. If mm-hmm. you if I don't have him, then you got to explain why you do. If not, we can keep it moving. I really don't want to spend a ton of time on this. Um, cool. Uh, I think we're going to breeze right through the starters. I feel like the starters in the East are all locks. Yeah. Uh, so, Trey Young. What? As a starter? Yes. You think he's a lock? Yes. He's not leading the vote right now, is he? I honestly I didn't pay I tried not to pay attention to that when I, I made my so. list. Now I got to go look. <laughs> uh let me see. NBA All Star. <clears throat> because you had to remember those votes are not one hundred percent of who's gonna Right. It's it's half the vote, but his team is playing like straight buttons. Uh so I don't know if I mean he started before kind of when juice. his when his team wasn't really But being people sure. not really feeling him. He said he said that the regular season is born. And then yeah. proceeded to play like or let his team lose all the games. Give, I don't give a fuck. What the motherfuckers <clears throat> Where is the vote? I'm about to give up on this. I ain't spending that much time. I don't care that much. All right. I do have Trey, so we can keep it moving. Then what the hell was I don't have one? him starting. You said he was a lock to start. Oh, I didn't okay. think he was a lock to start. Um DeMar DeRozan. Okay. Kevin Durant. Even though he should be a forward, but anyway. He should be, but they he he's he, they got him as a guard for some reason. So, yeah. unfortunately, um, KD safe. Yep. KD. Well, to be honest, if Demar Derozan was a forward, he wouldn't be starting. Uh, Giannis. True. Uh, Giannis. Pff, I'm an idiot. I put KD and Durant. I meant Giannis. Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm going to the bench. Okay. Harden. Yep. Levine. Yep. Jimmy Butler. Yep. Jason Tatum. Ooh, I don't have Tatum. You don't have Tatum. Mm-hmm. You got Brown. We're going to get to it. I don't have any Celtics. <clears throat> oh, wow. I don't have any Celtics. I probably should because they have a big fan base, but. I mean, not even that. I mean, they're not playing so bad to where they. Or they in the playing, ain't they? Not to the point they shouldn't. Are they below 500? Because I feel like they've been struggling. Let me pull them up. They 19 and 21. Ew. Yeah, I I, I, ain't, I ain't like that. Yeah, they're the 10th spot. I didn't I didn't put anybody below. Well, I did put Trey. Uh, I didn't put. Trey is the only person below 500 I put in there. They 19 and 21. They need an all-star. Like, nah. They don't need an all-star, but considering as well as Jason Tatum, it's Jason I will say Tatum, this. They, they deserve an all-star. I did not put in – I did not pay attention to positions on the bench, so Tatum probably will push out one of my guys. I was about to say, yeah, they, yeah, they do positions. They do I know two they do guards, that. three front court, and two wild cards. I would, yeah, I wasn't paying too much attention to that. So yeah. I think I only have two front court guys. Yeah, you fucked up. It's all good. I didn't care enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, yeah, so that's, got Tatum. yeah, that's basically my pitch for Tatum. I mean, they only 19 and 21. A lot can change between now and the All-Star game. That's true. It, they're not that far away from the eighth seed. And 10th seed is still possibility to get into the playoffs. 
Jason Tatum is the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. I don't really know who in the front court I would take out to put him in because the front court in the East is really weak. So, yeah, I, I don't see anybody getting in. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, there's a lot of guard options, and that's what happened with me. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one of them, I probably would take – there's a guy I know I would take out, but I'll get to that later. All right. So, after Tatum, I have Jared Allen. Mm-hmm. All right. After Jared Allen, I have Bradley Beal. Okay. After Bradley Beal. It's the big one. I have Fred Van Vliet. Okay. All right. I I, I was, because I saw you on the P post, and I was like, is he going to go with Fred, or is he going to go with the other one? But, okay. <laughs> so, um... The guy I have that you don't is Drew Holiday. Huh? I I didn't I didn't stutter. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday is one of those guys I'd be like, uh, he'll probably make it on an injury replacement. Are no, any of the guys my name hurt. Um, I'm just thinking I'm, about it. I mean, Jimmy is hurt, but we're not sure how long Jimmy is going to be hurt for. I don't think it's going to. Okay. Um, yeah, I had Drew Holiday just because uh, I feel like he's earned it, first of all. Uh, he was carrying the team while Giannis was out. And Chris Middleton rode Giannis's coattails a few times. It's Drew's turn to ride Giannis's coattails. Um, the other two top teams in the East got two All-Stars. Why not the Bucks? And, again, I think one of those guys between Drew and Van Vliet get pushed out by Tatum. Like, I don't think we get Drew and Van Vliet, even though that's what I put in. I put too many guards. So, uh, it's one of those guys probably get swapped out for Tatum. I, I, I can live with either one. Honestly. Uh, it wouldn't be Drew's first time. It would be Fred's. That would be huge. I would love that for Toronto, personally. Same. So, let's go to the West. Alright, so you run yours down this time, and I'll... Uh... I was just going to suggest that. Yep. Alright. So this should be pretty easy. <laughs> John Morant. Yes, not as a starter, but yes. All right, Steph. Yes. Rudy Gobert. Not as a starter, but yes. <laughs> Jokic. Yes. LeBron. Yes. All right, the bench. This should be fun. Did I put? I did put. I put four front court players, so we good. Uh, let me start with the obvious ones first. Mm-hmm. Luca. Yes. PG. Yes. Damn, there's no more obvious ones. <laughs> Booker? Yes. Alright. Donovan Mitchell. Yes. Towns. Yes. KP. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. <laughs> is that hold up, hold up. Is it is funny? because I thought the West was like not all obvious, but for the most part easier than the East. Okay. And you was like, after you said one person, you was like, the rest of these not really obvious. I'm like. All right, well, we on the same page. Then you got to this one. I'm like, whoa. Okay. So I'm looking at it. 
KP is averaging 20 points and 8 rebounds per game, right? Mm-hmm. How many forwards in the West are doing that? Forwards? Or, or front court players. And you said 24 and what? 20 and 8. 20 and 8. Probably had to guess not many. I think it's... Jokic... AD, Cat, and Cat. LeBron count? No. Well, I guess he would def- technically count. Is he averaging eight? No, he's not averaging eight rebounds. Okay. <clears throat> so, KP is right on the cusp. KP is another one where I say, you know, if the he he's and we're he was above considered. the Lakers and we're above the Lakers, so that's why I put him over AD. He was considered, but if somebody was to fall out due to injury, I would put in KP. KP so will be my first guy. Plus in. one? All right. Yeah. I can work with that. My other guy, mm-hmm. Andrew Wiggins. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, right. So the Wiggins, the Wiggins uh, explanation. The Warriors, we've talked about it. Number one, number two team. Steph usually carries somebody with him. I don't think it should be Draymond this year. Wiggins has been playing better than anybody ever expected of him. Get Wiggins, get Wiggins in the game. Let him ride coattails. I'm with it. Okay. And he is right behind KP, by the way. He's averaging 19 points a game. Okay. And playing great defense. So we disagreed on two people, correct? Yes, so I need to know who your other two were. Uh I have Draymond. Okay, so we got our wizard coattail. We just had different or the Warriors coattail. We just yeah. had different ones. I mean, I don't even consider it a coattail to be honest, because I mean Draymond's basically averaging eight, eight and like eight or seven and a half, something like that. Okay. And triple single, yeah. He's still one of the best defenders in the NBA. He and, is. Uh, he's done a great job of stepping up as far as leadership when they don't have Clay this season. Um, I think obviously, I think you can say Wiggins, excuse me, <clears throat> Wiggins is riding Steph's coattails to the All Star game because Steph being on the court makes it easier for Wiggins. But Draymond being on the court makes it easier for everybody. Personally. And I'm giving Wiggins credit for his defense, too. He's been yeah, yeah, yeah. taking on the task. So. For sure. For sure. I would be fine with either one, to be honest. Um, I can't believe this person did not make it. Chris Paul. Yeah, it, I couldn't do it, personally. You had Chris Paul as your other one? Yeah. I know you a CP3 guy. It's not. It's not. How did? What you mean? You couldn't do it? It's it's not love. I couldn't do it. Like he not really hooping like that. He not hooping like that. Give me the numbers. Hold up, bro. Yeah, let me pull the. I was already pulling the numbers up because I I I felt like you was about to say something crazy. Fourteen points per game, ten assists, four rebounds, and two steals. Shooting forty seven percent from the field. And when Devin Booker was out, he did his job of keeping the team above water. And 
I believe they're the second team in the West. Yeah, so that's and I, so that's why, why I had to get Utah, at least a Sun player in. Why do the Utah <clears> Jazz <throat> get two, but the Phoenix Suns don't? Because I had Gobert starting, and then I had the the coaches putting in Donovan as a separate entity. Like they weren't looking at it that way. Um. Did I? And I didn't have any Suns starting, so I had them splitting the vote between Booker. And Chris Paul, and Booker getting more of the votes. Um, I probably overthought that, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I I had them being as more of a, and the Jazz have suffered from this in the past as well, being more of like a, a cohesive unit that's doing well versus individual players playing elite basketball. Um, and honestly, I don't really think Booker's numbers are that sexy, to be honest. Um. I don't know. They're a weird team. They, there wasn't a sexy player for me. I would not be mad at Chris Paul making the game. I mean, what what sexy numbers do you? <laughs> just just twenty points <laughs> is sexy. Twenty points is sexy. Twenty points is is, is very sexy. Devin Booker um, averages twenty points. He that's all he does though, right? No, he averages twenty three points. I believe he averages five assists. He averages five, five assists, four and a half five, assists, and five, five rebounds. rebounds and four and a half. Assists. When That's Chris not Paul sexy. is getting ten assists a game, what, he's a shooting guard. What you want him to do? I, a shooting on, guard, man. I want to do twenty five. Come on, dog. Come on, you nitpicking. I need Bradley Beal numbers. You nitpicking. <laughs> I had a lot of guards to pick for the West. You nitpicking. I, I, I didn't want to pick Devin Booker. I don't, I don't enjoy his game. All right. Anyway. Just to put it out there, my starters were um my starters uh since you had went down yours. Uh we agreed on most stuff, but my starters were different. My starters I was gonna say your starters were very different. Curry, Mitchell. Oh wow. LeBron, PG, and Jokic. Okay. Uh Mitchell was interesting. You think he can get there on the vote? Uh not on the fan vote, no. Okay, okay. I mean, on the vote vote, like the when the real, real votes come out. He has a better chance on the real votes than the fan votes. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We will see. I think it's going to be hard to beat out Luka and Ja. Yeah, very hard. So, uh, I personally, I'm, I'm a team Ja. I don't care. I'm proud of it. And uh, I think I'm into the mental game of it. I think Luka not being a starter would piss him off for that second half run. I don't think so. You don't think it'll piss him off for the second half run? I don't think so. Oh, y'all don't think I'm better than John Moran? Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll see when it does settle. Why are you talking like that? I don't know. It's almost midnight. Come on, man. Let's keep it pushing before you get out All of right. here. <clears throat> Anything else we need to hit? I don't know how long we've been on this, actually. I try to keep this segment at least 10 minutes. Um, I feel like we must have, we had it done 10 minutes. Yeah. We, we did 10 minutes. All right. Nothing else we need to add. Let's keep it moving. Let's take another break, and uh, we'll come back with the unsung hero of the week and the weekly forecast. Back after this. All right, and we are back yet again, moving right along. I feel like we're we're knocking this one out. Uh, it feels good, actually. Uh, but before we close it out, we know you know we gotta hit you with our, our regular segments. 
And Reese, I'm going to go ahead and let you deliver us your Unsung Hero of the Week. The Unsung Hero, the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week. Uh, I'll have to go back and check the records. I'm not sure if this is the case. There's not many players on the team, so I'm assuming this has already happened. But uh, this might be the first two-time winner of the season so far. Mm. Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week goes to... Let me get close to the mic for this. Josh motherfucking Green. Josh mother fucking green and let me tell you something it came down to the wire because before this game i was like hmm i might show reggie some love give it to reggie because reggie been hooping this week but reggie put up a stinker today and josh green put up a career game for the second game not the second game in a row yeah the second game in a row second game in a row second game in a row my man put up career highs who y'all talking to? Put respect on his name. Josh Green is him. And not only is Josh Green him, Josh Green is the unsung hero of the week for the second time this season. Can he win back-to-back? Mm. No, I, Nobody's ever won back-to-back. <laughs> Josh Green, hey, Josh Green already got two. He moving towards unsung Mav of the year. We. The, fr- the first award. We. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Business is booming. Put the word back out there. We up. Now, I'm going to kick it to my brother Bibbs after this exciting uh, Mavs Unsung Hero uh, Award reveal. Uh, we're going to kick it to the weekly forecast for the upcoming week to see if this uh, winning streak continues. Brother Bibbs. Thank you, Reese. Uh, a lovely Unsung Hero of the Week. Josh Green is uh, the new season that's blooming. <laughs> and uh speaking of seasons that are blooming it's booming uh bing bong <laughs> we've got the new york knicks coming on wednesday well actually we're going up to the big apple hoping to take a bite <laughs> uh the mavs roll into new york uh feels like that rivalry is halfway dead but maybe we can revive it when we come through and knock the buildings down do you feel me um, perhaps we'll have KP back. We got a couple more days for him to come out of protocols. It would be lovely to have him on the court when we go get that revenge with our Dallas Knickerbockers. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited about that one. But then I'm a little bit more excited about the game on Friday. That's right, folks. We're going to Memphis. <laughs> now, there is a rivalry a brewing uh, right there. And uh, the last time we played them, we did get revenge. After Desmond Bain was talking mad stuff in the prior game, since then it has been coming up Josh Green. And who would it be nice to get another career high night from Mr. Green against Mr. Bain? <laughs> Who's that knocking on my window? I, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, I don't know why either. <laughs> if we can beat the Memphis Grizzlies, Dan, we'll be cutting a nice deficit into that lead they have on us right now for that four spot. 
Uh, and we could cl- grab that spot by the end of the month because we will see the Grizzlies again. But I don't want to get too ahead of myself in this forecast because right after the Grizzlies on Saturday, we have a matchup against the Orlando Magic led by Jamal Mosley. They're getting a little bit healthy right now. Cole Anthony's back. Mo Bamba's there. Uh, Wendell Carter was out the last time I checked. But this is another game that we could get caught slipping. If we're not ready, uh, this team has not wavered yet recently, but that's the type of game you're coming off a game against the Knicks. You're coming off a game against the Grizzlies. You got a back to back and the magic might come in there and smack you in the mouth. We can't let that happen. I would love to come out of this week on a nine game win streak. Back to you, Reese. Well, uh, back to you, Bibbs. But before, before we go back to you, um, Almost spit my crying pineapple out all over this laptop when you came out and said bing bong. Um, <laughs> I, I, so <coughs> this podcast would have ended very abruptly. But um, we got we got some time in between in between uh that Knicks yeah. game Two Monday and off. Tuesday. Got time to rest. Um, as far as the protocols go, how long do they have to be out? Ten days or it's six days now? Um, six days. I don't remember when KP got diagnosed. Did he play in the OKC game? The last game he played was on the first. He did not play in the OKC game. Okay, so he, but he's still in protocols. Dang, he must be still testing positive. Yeah. Um, you have to. It's six days minimum. With uh, or if you test negative twice in a row, twenty four hours apart, you can uh, come back earlier. That's what a lot of players have been doing. Um, but apparently he must not have cleared protocols yet. So I'm a little upset. We may not have him back for the next game, but hopefully the Memphis game we'll have him back for. I would love to have him back for the next game. We do have two days. He's not going to be doing any tests, I don't think, unless they're just doing extra tests because he was tested positive. Right. But um, otherwise, he we may not know until like game day the Knicks well actually travel day which will probably be Tuesday so we'll see uh, again I would love to have him back he's well past the six days so I hope he's not like really sick um, but yeah we'll we'll see and it sucks because those are both road games so like if he they would have to go out of the way to get him there which previously they've shown reluctance to do for guys clearly uh, tell that to Josh Green <clears throat> was it Josh Green yeah, Josh got cleared the day we played. Was it Sacramento? And they didn't, they yeah. they actually did fly him out because they were still on the road, but they didn't fly him out in time to where he could play. Right. Um, but man, that Memphis game, I'm looking forward to it too for Josh Green. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. Desmond Bain and the the the, the rematch. Desmond Bain is the reason for for this Josh Green. <laughs> <laughs> uh, train getting going, so you know we appreciate your your input, brother. Yeah, thank you for talking uh, some sense into the the Mavs uh, coaching staff, getting Josh Green on the court. And Josh, thank you for capitalizing on that opportunity. So right now, as of this minute, I think are the Grizzlies still playing right now? Yes. And they're gonna win. All right, so we are four and a half. We might be five games. Are we five games back? Damn. This looks like it's updated. We're 22 and 18, right? I yeah. believe so. We should be. 
So if they win, they're going to be four and a half up on us. Damn. All right. So they're four and a half up on us. Uh, if we beat them, we cut we cut into them by a full game. We have two games against them this month, so we can cut that to two and a half just off of beating them alone, and then we just have to hope they lose a couple games. I um, I I like our chances to pursue them for that four spot long term. Uh, I like that matchup in the playoffs. Regardless, like that's a legacy defining matchup for Ja and Luca, for KP and JJJ. The title of the unicorn is on the line. The unicorn belt. Wow. Josh Green versus Bane. Come on, man. That's that's a series right there. I, I would love that so much. I so, bet. so much. Yeah, I guess. That's the new Mavs Spurs long term. Potentially. All right, relax. Potentially. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down, brother. That's the division rival. The other dude's not looking, looking right right now. They're looking kind of funny in the light. Yeah, we'll see. Like I said, slow down, brother. All right, let's get into these predictions for the week. Knicks, Grizzlies, Magic, how you feeling? 2 on 1, best case scenario. Best uh, case? No, actually, best case scenario is 3 and 0. Oh. All right. All um, right. My prediction is 2 and 1. I think we drop one. Which one? Either to the Grizzlies or to the Magic. Okay. I. Feeling a little optimistic. Don't use that word on this podcast. Let me get my brother to handle this. Yeah, story. come on, bro. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not. Come on, yo. We're not doing this. Hey, Reese. Oh, my fucking God. It's your boy, Optimus Bibbs, making an appearance on the podcast for the first time in an official capacity. How are you? We're going three and O this week. Three and O. Why would you doubt that? We're rolling right now. We might get KP back. Complete domination. Three wins, zero losses. You heard it here first, my guy. Bing bong. Thank you for that, brother Optimus. Um <clears throat> You heard it from Optimus Bibbs. I don't even have to say anything else myself. 3 and 0. In the fucking show, man. <laughs> I guess that's it. Uh, Rest in peace, Bob Saget. I- I'm I'm pretty sure he's already turning in his grave. Listening to that goddamn Optimus Bib shit, but yes, rest in peace, Bob Saget. And he we out, voices. man. We'll catch. Yeah, that's why he turned in his grave. Listen to that bullshit. Rest in peace, Bob Saget. That's me, Bob Saget. Betty well, White. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Betty Sydney White. Poitier. Sydney Poitier. Sydney Poitier. Hopefully, taking our legends. hopefully next week we can say rest in peace, Optimus Bibs. Peace out. You trying to put him back in the dirt? Yes. God, I'm sorry you had to hear that, Optimus. Peace. Bullshit.